If you're watching this channel, it's because you don't enjoy watching the world squander what Christendom built, but you want to do your part. And chances are you've heard me mention a great means by doing just that. Email made by and for Catholics. Check out fide.email. That's F-I-D-E-I dot email. Built for Catholic individuals, families, organizations, and groups. They're private, secure, and of course, they're Catholic. And they're offering two months off on your first year for an annual subscription if you enter the coupon code return to tradition without spaces that's the name of this channel without spaces at checkout at world youth day this year francis spoke to the young people present and told them to go make a mess of things he said this in reference to injustices in the world and said a bunch of things that frankly sounded like the stuff the student activists i worked with in college often said things about injustices equity you get the idea we hear the stuff all the time. He often uses the language of the church's enemies for whatever reason, though I think he does that because he is in full agreement with them on the materialist vision for the world that they promote. Though you are completely free to disagree with me on that assessment. But he often talks about making a mess of things in the church. In fact, World Youth Day 2023 wasn't the first time he told young people to go make a mess of things. He said that back in his first World Youth Day about a decade ago. After unity, after discernment, after dialogue and accompaniment and God of surprises and all that stuff, making a mess is one of his most often used quips. What does making a mess mean in real life? We're getting an idea of this in Germany today. You see, the story broke quietly last week that the German bishops were running around blessing people in the uh, James Martin parody of the of Sacrament of Holy Matrimony. The dis this despite Francis's past response to the question. Can the church bless such unions? His response was, no, the church can't bless sin, which is, of course, the correct answer. It's a milk toast answer, but it's the correct one. The fully correct answer would be to not only say no to blessing such things, but to also actively work against them and to bring people out of the darkness of sin that they are proudly living in to bring them back fully into the light of Christ. But he had basically rejected it in word, if not in deed. And I say it that way because every summer for the past two or three years, Francis has given Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church a handwritten personal letter thanking him for his evil work and how it's such a great thing. A letter which every time he gets one, Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church publishes that letter on his websites and on his social media. He does that because it's obviously an endorsement of the same work that Francis elsewhere calls a sin. And if that isn't making a mess, I don't know what is. Which brings us to the story of the day. You see, over in Germany, the bishops are not only blessing these arrangements, but any bishop or priest not participating is getting into trouble with both bishops and the laity. In fact, in this case here, you've got priests openly in rebellion against their own bishop. In the case we're going to talk about here, the bishop didn't want to offer the blessings, but his priests, the ones that bishop can strip of their public responsibilities if they engage in activities that weren't such a response, such as heretically endorsing sins that cry out to heaven for vengeance like they're doing, his priests defied their bishop and offered these blessings, and they did so in full view of the public. The stunt is not only heretical, but it's also political. It's meant to put pressure on the bishop and the broader church, and get them to adopt the view of things held by the lady, a view hinted at being the correct one, by the way, by Cardinal Fernandez, Francis's new doctrine chief, who has said that the church probably can offer such blessings. If Francis's right-hand man is saying that, then it's pretty much Francis's position now. The bishop in Germany getting these protests is Bishop Velke. 
while not a one of the better bishops on a lot of matters, he does have a Catholic position, at least on this question in particular. Few, if any, of the German bishops, unfortunately, are all that good. But what happened here, really, is that priests offered a blessing to any couples in love, which included those of the uh, James Martin variety, because of course it did. It's modern Germany, and it's the synodal church of the new advent in Germany, filled with the energy of Francis's God of Surprises. The story comes to us from where else but America Magazine. And they give us this, quote, Officials from the Cologne Archdiocese, which Metmen, the priest, belongs to, had reprimanded the priest afterward and stressed that the Vatican doesn't all blessings of the, the folks we're talking about here. German news agency DPA reported. The blessing of James Martin Parings on Wednesday was the latest sign of rebellion of believers in Germany's most populous diocese with about 1.8 million members. Several hundred people showed up for the outdoor blessing service for these folks. Waving the related flags, they sang the Beatles hit All You Need Is Love, DPA reported. How much cringier can you get about this? A total of about 30 couples were blessed. The German government's commissioner for this vice called the service an important symbol for the demand to recognize and accept these couples in the Roman Catholic Church. It is merely thanks to the church's grassroots that the church is opening up more and more, Sven Lehmann said, according to DPA. Archbishop Velke and the Vatican, on the other hand, are light years behind social reality. On Wednesday night, just across from the hundreds of believers celebrating these blessings, there were also about a dozen Catholics who demonstrated against the outdoor service, DPA reported. They held up a banner that said, let's remain Catholic. End quote. Obviously, I had to be careful with how I reported on that here on this happy, happy, totally free platform. But notice something. This is political, not just the internal church debate between modernists, traditionally minded Catholics, and everyone in between. No, this is political because it involves the German government getting involved. Yes, a German official only comment, not only commented on this, but notice the implication here. It's a good thing that essentially heretics are pressuring the Vatican to get with the times because the bishop and the Vatican are light years behind what they called social reality. I do wish that the government of Germany actually cared at all about the gospel reality, about the reality of divine law and the consequences of sin. But they don't seem to care, and so they cheerlead for the same sins that resulted in two cities being wiped off the map by God in the Old Testament, cities whose <clears throat> remains have been found by archaeologists, who also tell us that there are remarkable deposits of sulfur found at those sites. Truly remarkable stuff. Yet the German officials don't seem all that interested in the only real law that matters. In the background of all this, feeding into this, is the present version of the Catholic Catechism, often called by some traditionalists the Catechism of John Paul II, in order to distinguish it from past catechisms, like the Catechism of Pius X and the Catechism of Trent and the Baltimore. But in the present text, it uses language like respect, compassion, and sensitivity, and the like to discuss the folks we're talking about here, and that's helped feed into this. In Canada, the bishops in 2004 issued the most influential document in the church on this, which gave what they called pastoral guidance for the students who celebrate this sin. And I don't think the bishops there at the time understood what the word pastoral meant. Traditionally, it doesn't mean leading people on the highway to eternal perdition. That document and the later 2011 guidelines that followed from the Canadian bishops 
in that one, the bishops reminded people that those we're obliquely referring here are actually human beings and thus not to be subject to basically mean words, to be treated at least with some modicum of respect. And, you know, that's fine, I guess. But since that time, the practice in Canada and well beyond has been not only to treat sinners like they were created in the image and likeness of God, bearing natural dignity to be respected, but to treat those we're talking about here not only with kid gloves, but to also confirm them in their sins. Because that's what's going on here. They are confirming them in their sin. Meaning these bishops, and in the case here in Germany that we're really talking about, those sinners who received the blessing were confirmed in their sin. They were accompanied by their pastors to the highway to eternal perdition. All of it being done in the name of being nice and of kindness and the rest. You can't really make this stuff up, folks, unfortunately. But these bishops are the ones who get celebrated in Rome. These priests in Germany doing this get the broad support of the lady and they get it of the German state. That is the true state of things as we may well see play out in the Synod on Synodality, which is set to debate this very issue in secret in just a few weeks. And if there is any one topic that the bishops may give to the secular world to some degree, it's a blessing of those of this topic that we are talking about, this celebration of the James Martin sin, a sin which history and scripture tells us led to the destruction of an ancient civilization. You know, when America Magazine shared this article on Twitter, the responses were actually entirely predictable if you're familiar with Catholic Twitter. America Magazine got roasted in the replies, with people for the most part pointing out that these priests and the lady involved are schismatics and, strictly speaking, former Catholics. Former because there is absolutely no way that those involved don't know what the church actually infallibly teaches on morality, meaning they are formal heretics. If you don't know what that means, a formal heretic knows what the official teaching of the church is on an issue and decides that that doesn't matter, that they just don't care that the church got it wrong, that they in some way know better than the church and scripture and the rest. They formally reject the church's teaching. That's to be distinguished from a material heretic, someone who misunderstands the church's teaching or entirely gets the teaching wrong without realizing their error. That's a material heretic. And material heretics aren't automatically excommunicated. But formal heretics are. And there is no way a Catholic priest or lay activist on this topic don't know what scripture and the church teach on the issue. And while it would be nice if Rome acted, you and I know that Rome isn't going to correct these wayward sinners anytime soon. Cardinal Fernandez, a prefect for the dicastery of the doctrine of the faith, said his job was to accompany heretics. That the best way to defeat heresy wasn't through rules and declarations, but with dialogue and listening. And if that sounds ridiculous, it's because it is. But I'm curious what you think will come from this. Will nothing happen to those who did this in Germany? Will the Vatican endorse what they've done with a declaration from the Synod on Synodality that would make the denizens of those two cities in that ancient civilization in the Old Testament smile? At least until, you know, the asteroid lands. Let me know in the comments what you thought of all this, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So does sharing this on social media. That helps too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.